It's Millie. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another like... week, hey, 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 of Change by uh, Degrees. Today we have episode 95 and it's about conspiracy theories. I'm going to come up with a cheeky title after. Um, and we're going to be talking about lizard people. No, no I'm not. kidding. In the White House. In the White House. That, was the, that was the big one. When I plan for this episode, I... Just you can't look at BuzzFeed, you can't look at your top Google hits because it's like lizard people that whoever's alive or dead that obviously makes no sense. Or like there's aliens, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. There's aliens, you don't believe there's aliens, you don't believe there's other tr- terrestrial life on <laughs> terrestrial life. life. No, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, lizard people are, in the White House that was the big one when I was coming up. Well, that there was lizard people controlling America and the world, and yeah, I, dude, I, I would agree with that. Bit, yeah, I would agree with that. You were blowing up the mic, or maybe it was me? me. That wasn't me. Um, that's you. Whomst? That you. Is me. Look at I the thing on the, the computer. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so conspiracy theories. I don't remember all the ones we've done in previous episodes. But I remember. I remember when I did the... John Bonnet Ramsey. Did we do that one? John Bonnet Ramsey. That's a good one. When we were in our office. Um, really? Yeah. Did we do that, that one? Because I really like that case a yes, lot. John Benet Ramsey is a very interesting case. Um, I remember we you did the Bennington Triangle. Oh. Yeah. I, I We always, here's the thing. It, the, since we're not doing aliens, we always end up doing like true crime conspiracy theories. Like and true I crime case with conspiracy up, theories. Right. Yeah. And that's how we've ended up again yes, with this episode. Yeah. But yes, we did the Bennington Triangle. Yeah. That was really popular. I did. Y'all are freaky. What was the episode? You did Bennington Triangle and I did a person who went Oh, you did. That was freaky. Uh, I forget his gosh. name. Johnny yes. Gosh. Johnny yes. Gosh. And um, that was a really interesting one. And um, yeah. We've so we've lot. always done true crime ones, but they're super, super fun to do. And then I get like hooked on to like finding other stuff. And it's not good. such a black hole. It, you just, Especially like mine Reddit is threads. so messy. Reddit threads I would are... read another theory and I was like. Oh, for yours today? Yeah. And I'm just like. You can go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. So hit us with it. I'm gonna just, just jump right into it. So this is about the Jameson family. <gasps> I love this case. I okay. knew you would know it, but it was the first time she knows everything. So it was the first time. Well, I with saw true crime it and I was stuff, like, it's like yeah, it's hard. It's to hard find to find heard. one that I don't know, but but so this is the Jameson family, and let me get a, right a good into one. it. It's a good one. This occurred on October eighth, two thousand nine. I have my notebook out. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> oh, I have my phone. Does that count? I'm just gonna be on my phone in, like in <laughs> not getting catch this in okay. Eufula, Oklahoma. So say the date again. Sorry, say it again. Say the... October eighth, okay. two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. This occurred in Eufula, Oklahoma. I think Eufula. Eufula. That's how I heard How's it. it spelled U F U L A. Sure. Oklahoma. Okay. Never Oklahoma. go to Oklahoma. Never go. <laughs> it's a family of three people. Bobby. Sherilyn and Madison. Bobby was 44, the wife was 40, and Madison was six. Okay, and they had a dog named Macy. So they lived in Eufula, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't know where that is in Oklahoma, but. Um, and they had kind of a crappy life currently. Actually, I after I've had so many conversations with Gabby, I was like, this does really happen in real life. Because basically, to get back, I'll try to do it chronologically. Um, do it the way you want. We can discuss as we go. They both were depressed. Oh, the parents. Yeah. not And this has something to do with, the well, some conspiracy theories. But just like set up, you got to set up like yeah, the whole so family both- situation. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's relevant. You're saying it's relevant. Why do you know more than me about this case? But I've I heard this I have- case several times, but I love discussing it. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, t- 
they were both depressed. Um, she was ha- had had. I don't know, Mm-mm. bipolar d- disorder? Is that how you say it? Diagnosed? Bipolar. Yeah, bipolar yeah. Um, or And she was yeah. on medication and she would feel like she was doing better and she would get off it, right. which you've told me that before. And I was like, oh, it actually happens in real life. Um, Bobby was part of a car accident um, years before that left him not crippled, but like he wasn't able to do stuff around the house. Um, and this plays a really big role into some theories. But basically their marriage was suffering because she felt like Bobby wasn't doing anything and all that nonsense. Um, and it just cracks me up because there's a few things coming up that I was like, wow, okay, this is just <laughs> such a messy family. Yeah. Um, so they, because their marriage was struggling, basically were planning to move 30 miles away to Red Oak, Oklahoma, um, to buy a 40-acre plot of land. Okay, and they thought this would be a fresh start for their marriage, for their family, um, even though they had tons of issues uh, that we'll get into. But yes, so basically on October 8th, 2009, supposedly, allegedly, they were going to drive um, to this plot of land to purchase it, allegedly. Um, And they left that morning and they were on the way there and they never got there. (laughs) Apparently they got lost, but it was a really crappy road in this place of Oklahoma. 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 Oklahoma will do that to Um, you, I guess. And so what was, what happened basically, I'll skip ahead then. On October 16th, so more than two weeks after, the truck was found locked with no bodies inside. It was just the dog, Macy. And there was uh, 32 grand under the driver's seat. And this is on the side of the road. On the side of the road, yeah. By by uh, like a forest forested area. Uh, and their phones were there, their wallets and IDs, like all the stuff was there. And they were missing. And when the sheriff went over, you know, they got the dog out. The dog was alive. It still lives with Bobby's mom, actually. Yay, doggy. So she was like on the brink of death. <laughs> but yeah, being <laughs> in a car for who of, like, knows how long. In there. Yeah. And... They had put out a whole search in the forested area, like horses, hundreds of people, dogs. They looked all around the forest. Um, Actually, the dogs went to like a water tank that they thought maybe that's where the bodies were. And they emptied the water tank and they didn't find anything. Um, And uh, on October 17th, so the day after, they used their phones um, like log of where they were at. Like where your went, phone pings off of cell yeah, towers. Yeah, and know. so they had seen that actually they had went to a nearby hill that was like 15, 20 minutes away from where the truck was. They took a singular photo, and you can see this photo. Mm-hmm. It's really creepy. Of Madison. Of, of Madison. Um, and she looks like she's being forced to like smile or pose. Yeah, the I, photo's weird. It's really weird. She's the only one in the photo, correct? Yes, it's just and her like posing with like her arms crossed yeah. on top of the She looks really kind of uncomfortable. She and does. She's smiling kind of oddly and people yeah. thought that maybe like she was forced to take this, this photo. This is this photo. Yeah. Um, but then apparently they went back to the truck and that's where the records ended. It doesn't move. Obviously, their, fo- their phones were found in the truck. Um, but... So the police had this 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 information from the phones. They checked the hill, but the bodies weren't found. Um, and then on November 15th, 2013, so like years later, skeleton remains were found side by side, face down. Um, and it was confirmed the year after that it was actually the, the bodies of the uh, Jameson family. Does it say where they were, fa- where the skeletal remains were found? It was like somewhere that a hunter found them somewhere in that forest that I guess they the same one found. where the truck was yeah. parked, kind of outside. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's what that's where we're at. And so there's 
tons of theories as to what happened to this family. So maybe you knew some that I haven't found, but it's so messy. There's a lot. One of the the things that people say about this case is not really cons- well. It is a conspiracy theory, but it's not an actual theory as to what happened to them. But that the 33 degree latitude line is where a lot of like tragedies happened, or people go missing or die, and this happened on this 33 degree latitude line. So that doesn't really like explain what happened. But it's a little bit more like a supernatural kind of yeah, thing like what's wrong with like this location? Hardcore on the earth. evidence. So never no, I'm never gonna be close to there. Uh, never going. I to have Oklahoma. no reason to go to Oklahoma. To so. the 33 de- degree latitude <laughs> line. Um, so the first theory uh, has to do with the Mexican mafia. Bobby's uh, dad, which was called Bob, (laughs) they shared a gas station that they owned and this gas station was sold and Bobby wanted his half, uh, but Bob, his dad, didn't want to give it to him, so Bobby sued. And uh, I actually don't know how that case ended up. They didn't explain with the articles that I read on it, but through this whole altercation, uh, his dad threatened to kill them <laughs> several times. I think that's times. really healthy. Uh, that's uh, some messy family stuff. But like I said, I don't think these people were super great. But yes, so he was threatened to be killed. And there's some allegations that maybe his dad was involved with the Mexican mafia. Now, I believe his dad actually had a really great alibi. He was in the hospital, super sick when this happened. So it couldn't, it's a have, pretty been, good alibi. It couldn't have been him, but some people think that maybe... The dad paid somebody to get rid of them for him. But the police, of course, didn't really follow that. It just kind of died there. The second theory is this (laughs) murder-suicide, which people think that Sherilyn actually killed them um, because one of the other details about this case is that she was a super paranoid person and she kept a And she had bipolar disorder? Yeah, and she kept a twenty-two caliber uh, pistol in the car and that wasn't ever found. Like either in the car that was abandoned or with the bodies. And so a lot of the people think that there's no way she would have done this. There's some reasons that I don't agree with. Like, why would you bring 32 grand yeah. and the dog if you plan to do a murder suicide? I'm like, well, she she was bipolar, depressed. Like, you don't have to be in your right mind. But to me, I'm like, if she did murder them, where's the weapon? Mm-hmm. Unless she choked yeah, them out. Yeah, if you're doing a murder suicide. It's the weapon's not going to move. Everybody's dead. It's not like you can throw the weapon away. Away, exactly. So yeah. she could have maybe killed the other two people, but if you killed yourself, you're going to have the murder weapon right next to right. you. And the bodies were found again, really weirdly, face down. That for yeah. me, that points to somebody leaving them there. Obviously, right. I mean, you could lay the two people down, and I guess like if you suicided yourself, it's not so bad. But then like suicided su- yourself in, in, in a way that you would be laying down right next to them. But again, there's no murder weapon. Yeah, the weapon would Unless be right you, there. Unless you like laid to your own death in this in your sleep after killing. Yeah. The two. Like for me, it makes it no sense. It just doesn't really make sense. Um, not for the reasons of like, it makes no sense that you would have that amount of money or whatever. Um, also, their but- skeletal remains... I'm assuming I actually don't know this, but yeah. because it was years later, yeah, there was holes. It wasn't. Like you, because there's so much decay, mm-hmm. they probably couldn't. I and don't think they could thought, tell well, the cause of death. Like for example, Bobby's remains had a huge hole in Did the back it? of his okay. head, and they thought, oh, maybe he was shot. But the remains in general were not super complete. Yeah, so we're they really decayed. They didn't, yeah, they so didn't it's probably like they might be able to say like. Well, it looks like he was kind of shot execution style if it's in the back of his head. But at the right. same time, it's like, can that it be determined? so many things, yeah. Because after – this was 2009. They found in 2013. Yeah. So like after like yeah. – that's like what, okay, four yeah. years? Like that's – They were not. Well, not and, very and, reliable. And additionally, people who do think this was a murder-suicide also bring up the, case, the, the point that in the car there was found <laughs> – 
an 11 page hate letter <laughs> to oh, Bobby from um, from Sherilyn oh, that she from wrote. The wife, I don't though. know if Bobby had found this like <laughs> this little envelope, this letter like snapped um, off about, like, yeah about just like how many problems they've had in their marriage that she wants a divorce that she's not happy yada 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 especially after his accident he's not happy, helping out around the house um, so they think okay she was obviously upset and just maybe in her bipolarness decided to do a murder suicide but that isn't a very popular theory so oh well um the third one and i know this is the one that gabby's gonna love the most is this uh <laughs> witchcraft cult creepy i've heard stuff. this one and i don't agree with it really Actually, i i, I know the thing i know the theory i agree with but continue oh um so basically the jameson's pastor uh which was gary brandon when the police interviewed him he was sharing how both bobby and Sherilyn thought that their house was haunted by mm-hmm. an evil family this was so creepy i wanted to skip over this part in the article because yeah. i got scared like i'm not but, saying this theory like this is what there's it's all no valid. this is apparently real again right. they had they again these people had issues like they struggled with depression and their pastor was saying yeah they thought their house was haunted and apparently madison was talking to two of the dead people again i don't know how real this is i don't i don't <laughs> or how reliable because you know or, kids or also are it was make she was stuff six. up yeah she was six so like they have imaginary mm-hmm. friends if my child ever has an imaginary friend i'll be like we're gonna stop this right now this like i'm gonna need you to friend i'm be like dead. i'm gonna have to like sit my like child down and be like i need you to tell mommy right now like are you <laughs> pretending right now or you're actually here right. like i'm gonna need you to like break it down for me because <laughs> we're about to leave this house right now um so apparently again i they could be that madison just had parents who thought their house was haunted and your active imagination thought you were talking to two people who were dead. Um, But apparently that's what the pastor said. And he also said that Bobby asked for special bullets to kill like spirits. And I'm just like, yo, these people are off the chain. And if if I was a pastor, I'd be like, Oh, maybe you need some psychological help. Be like, maybe you and should find even, a different church. <laughs> even purchase like a satanic Bible to like yes. exhort. What would you call that? Like to like cleanse the cleanse house, cleanse the house or whatever. Which once again, they were moving out to this forty acres. Right. So anyway, with all that nonsense, um, it also was said that Sherilyn and her friend Nikki uh, pretended or wanted to be witches. Uh, and would make references like coming over to the house for like a witch's brew and stuff like that. Um, and they had like tons of cats. It's just so many like weird Here's things. Here's my thing. Like with this kind of stuff. Um, you don't know how much is lore too. I couldn't right. parse like, through. Yeah, it's hard. But with this kind of stuff, I'm like, there are people who practice oh, witchcraft yeah. who are not evil. Like I feel like we, at least in movies and stuff, like you see a lot of stuff that if someone's like a practicing like wiccan or whatever mm-hmm. that you think they're doing like all this weird but it's like some people are just like into that and they're not so weird and yeah. they're not doing like weird stuff yes. it's dangerous stuff yeah for it for me personally yeah. coming from my perspective but like so i just because someone's practicing like witchcraft doesn't mean they're like looking to be human like sacrifices kill people, and yeah. kill people and kill animals and stuff like that so i feel like that's kind of one of the things where it's like and kind I mean, of they also yeah. like nikki which was sherilyn's friend said that also they lived in a community where you would just want people to be scared of you so they wouldn't mess with you. Like, Sherilyn had a habit of, like, writing notes throughout the town, and she thought, I think their neighbor, like, was poisoning their cats. So she would this write family notes, just like, seems to have an issue. It, it just have a problem. She, <laughs> she would write in their shed one time, like, three cats were killed in this community, and I'm going to get you, or something like that. Sherilyn I don't, would do Yeah, that? Sherilyn. Oh, she would write notes about people killing her cats. Um, so 
Yeah, and with that, of course, comes the the theories that possibly they were part of a religious cult. And what I found really interesting, I'm not sure if you knew this, but Nikki went to the place um, where the truck was found like a year later, like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the remains. And when she was going into the forest, she apparently saw like a bunch of cars lined up and they were all had like um, Texas plates. And when she was approaching to get closer to where the bodies were found, I don't know why she decided to do this. It could never be me. Um, but she heard two gunshots and she thought that was like a warning to her, like, hey, oh, don't come like, any closer. Yeah. Like, just back off. And this was after return. the bodies were found? A year after. A year after. She decided to return to where they were found and see, I guess, what's up or whatever. Or just visit. Uh, and she found, yeah, like all these lines from Texas, um, all these cars from Texas lined up. And then she heard two gunshots and decided, maybe not for me. Maybe um, not. Maybe I should leave. <laughs> and, and when obviously the media got involved and there was propaganda as to what was happening, apparently Nikki also got a call from, what was this uh uh, place called the United White Knight Cult. That is that white supremacy killer. Yeah, it was a white supremacist organization. Oklahoma. Now again, a lot of people. Yeah, dude. Apparently, Oklahoma, what's going on there down was there? A lot girl. of cults, a lot of drugs during this time, which I fully believe. But yeah, so Nikki got this call from this white supremacist organization, and she said, "If you talk any more about this, uh, we're gonna kill you." So she decided maybe I won't pursue this anymore. Um. So the theory is that maybe they were involved in sort of some sort of religious cult that ended up killing her, them. Yeah. But obviously that's not what Gabby believes. No. So. Why didn't? Did you have any other theories? Oh no, I do. I do. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to step one. on your no, no, no. thing. Theory four. <sighs> that they were on drugs. This um, is the one I believe. I don't. This is the one okay. I believe. Okay. No, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait. Do your thing, and I'll tell you why. Do your thing. Okay, do your thing, Mama. Do your thing. Okay. Because I have two more after this, but let's let's break this one down. Because there's footage of them packing the car before they leave for this trip to go to the 40 acres. The footage, I don't think... It doesn't, because psychologists saw this footage, and they thought that they were high on what they assumed was crystal meth, because that was really popular in Oklahoma at the time. But, like, just in a psychedelic state because they go back and forth to the car like 20 times. They don't seemingly acknowledge... Seemingly doing nothing. Seemingly doing nothing. They don't acknowledge each other. They seem kind of dazed. It makes no sense. I don't think... And they think the they footage. were high already. Yeah. So that So meaning that they died in some sort of drug deal. That's what I believe. I do believe that. Because they had 32 grand in the car, but if what they is were going to buy for? the... But to put it down, like to purchase the the... Plot. That's what they said they were doing. See, here's what I don't. So you think they were just lying about the 48? No, I don't think they were lying about it. I think they actually were looking to buy the house. But I think maybe on the way they were like, "Hey, let's meet while we're because it was four hours away." Something the like house that, yeah. or something it's like about 30 four miles, hours, but in like this god. Oh, okay, like, so maybe not four hours. Away, but, awful road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so like I think maybe they were kind of killing two birds with one stone. Like, yeah, we're gonna look at this house, but also we're gonna get some drugs. Yeah, do this huge drug deal. My, because my only hang up with this theory is that why would you bring your daughter? Well, that's what they said. Or bring your dog. If you weren't going to go to the house afterward. Like they planned on. Just going to get drugs. Going to get drugs, make a deal, do something. The only thing that's really weird is that the money was left in the car. So whoever killed them didn't take the money. But I feel like that would completely crumble unless the people who, but also because one of the. Another argument is that obviously there's no signs of an altercation in the vehicle as if they were 
yeah somebody approached them and said hey get out of the car right and r- like brought them to the woods well maybe but they thought case, they were gonna do the deal for like, the money in the car you're right yeah if you, if you ended up murdering them if they said oh we don't have the money or it's not enough or something happened in between the two individuals then still get the money your, your money Everything yeah was left like in the car the dog was there because like, like let's say that the jameson family was the the bobby and what's her name Sherilyn were going to let's say they had drugs that they were going to sell to get money let's say they had like oh, a huge cache of drugs and then they did a transaction something went wrong the person after they killed them would still take the money yeah. back and let's it say they were no- bringing money to buy drugs then still the money would have been so it, I understand like that's my like one hang up that why was the money still it, there why is 30, what was like $32,000 once again like if you just murdered somebody <laughs> You're going to look in the car. Yeah, you're you going to ransack like, the car. Yeah, like, which the car was left completely. The dog un- was in the car. E- everything was in the car. It looked like they just walked out of the car. Yeah. So it like doesn't make much sense to me about why the money was left. Like, let I don't know. I just like try to think of a scenario. I'm like, well, Unless like, they got scared and just decided to. Like, let's say that like, okay, the person, whoever they were meeting was like, let's do the transaction. Like, I want you out of the car so I can, like when we do this deal, like I don't want you like shuffling around in the car. Like let's be in the open. Let's say they did that. Something went wrong. This person killed them. Yeah, why wouldn't you go back to the car to be like, let's say they lied and were like, actually we don't have the money because they wanted to like, cheat this guy out of whatever like i don't know just like we like but the money's there why is the money for example when that picture of her in the hill possibly these people already were there and the girl was uncomfortable and whoever like i said the phones were returned to the car yeah either they came back to the car or whoever murdered them went back to the car you would have found that money yeah like unless it was just one of these this might be one of your other theories unless it was just they pulled over to like take a break on their way to this house and the money was for the house. And while in the woods, it just happened to be that they came across somebody who killed them or did them harm or wanted something right. from them. And it just well, was so actually, like random. That's, that, that's actually not one of the theories and I saw, but that's why might, would that might be the, the person, most possible one. Because why would the person go back to their car? Maybe they just came across yeah, a crazy person. Like, but, so, so let me skip. There's 35 and 36. 36 is that they died of exposure. Which whether mm. Madison, I know it makes no sense, but yeah. meaning, let's say, because here's the thing, everything's left in their car. So some people think, okay, Madison went running and they tried to catch her. You would have caught her. You're two adults, unless you were high or something. But let's say they Or lost they her. went on a hike because apparently Bobby knew the forest well and they got lost somehow. But once again, but when they you're all going to be lying face down side, to, side by side. Like you all died at the same time. That makes no sense, but some people think, yeah. Considering that everything's left in the car. They slept. They decided to lay down and they just didn't wake back up. I don't know. Could, I don't, I, so I don't that, know about that, that one. That is but. probably the least likely, I think. But some people st- still believe that just because of everything being left in the vehicle. When did this happen? Um, October? Uh, yeah, October. October. So, like, the weather is not in Oklahoma, like, October 8th. 10 degrees. Like, you're, I don't know. You yeah. don't die of exposure in Oklahoma in October, I feel like. I don't know. I've never been to some, I've never been to Oklahoma in October. Some but people thought. I don't think it's some like ten degrees. Thought. Okay, well, I don't think the exposure one. Okay, that's not, been debunked. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no. And the last one was this border handyman. So because Bobby was not the handyman no more for Sherilyn, apparently they had somebody staying with them um, that scared both Sherilyn and Madison. 
Uh, and eventually, it led to an altercation where this guy basically went up to Sherilyn <laughs> and said, I'm a white supremacist. Stop talking about your Mexican blood. Once again, this is Sherilyn's side of the story. I'm screaming. So, Sherilyn seems to be a little off I, rocker, I, Exactly. But <laughs> I can't. She's not a reliable narrator, yeah. but that's apparently that's... how the altercation went. And since she carried this 22 caliber, uh, caliber pistol, she went and got it and shot two bullets at his feet to scare him away and he left so some people think and this was like a few months before that possibly although this guy also had a good alibi that possibly he hired somebody to take them out that seems very dramatic though for someone to be like i don't i don't know people well, have done crazier the thing things is, i don't but know like you know what i mean like yeah, it just seems super dramatic to that be but retaliation it's just, it's like there's so many weird things of like okay there's an 11 page hate letter there's this yeah. guy who stayed at their house they were very likely on drugs they both had mental problems they were going to go buy this plot of land so yeah. the money made sense yeah the footage the from the house like, i don't feel like like is shows much i'm just like, like they're high some people really yeah convinced i think that they're like i don't weirdly. i i agree because the footage is them packing the car before this trip like this is the last mm -hmm. known footage of them it's right. like they're out there their house like, their, camera um bobby's mom had those cameras installed because they were scared about bobby's dad like doing yeah. a hit and run on them. so it's like the mexican mafia the mexican mafia so it's just like a um it's not ring, but it's like that. Like you just have yes. a camera outside your garage or whatever. And you and it, see them going. It shows back their and driveway forth. and the truck is in the driveway and mm -hmm. they're packing it. I don't think Madison's in the video. Mm -mm. But it's just Bobby and Sherilyn like going back and forth in the truck, like packing it over the course of like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And it's taking them a really Forever. long time to do it. They're and like they're, doing nothing. They're taking like one item at a time. They're just acting kind of strange. But also in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but maybe they knew they're about to do a drug do something it just made them very like Nervous. they didn't interact with each other they didn't really look at each other in the video but once again with video footage from like th this type of stuff it's kind of grainy right it's not it's like it's not super clear what's what's happening you can't tell if words are spoken between them or not like so i don't know it's just one of those things where i'm like the video evidence is weird but i wouldn't say that that's like so oh they're of, definitely on drugs so like, out of know. all of these you think it was drugs i think it was something to do with drugs because i think I don't know if one of them or both of them did have a history of using or something, but the, uh, but I wouldn't say in the video that they're high. Like I believe the oh. drug theory, but I wouldn't, or if it's not a drug thing, I think they got mixed up in something that well, they some, shouldn't some have been mixed up Some people thought that they in. were part of organized crime also. Like yeah. here's the thing. I feel like when they're in a, something a case, illegal. When you have yeah. a case like this, you could, they were involved in organized crime. They were part of a cult. They were whatever. Yeah, there's always um, something. But. Somebody wanted to take them out. So, I mean, there's really outlandish theories also. Um, I guess I could, I don't know. I'm like super convinced that it just can't be the drugs because- the, the money's left. Yeah, that's I mean, the weird the thing. Point. But with and all of these, no, it's like as soon as you no figure something out. Well, there's no evidence. Yeah, I mean, I just I it's don't just know. The money. Yeah, it's just the, it's just a weird amount of money, and I know they were gonna go like to this house or whatever, like thirty two grand. But I don't know. It's just as soon as you with all of these, like as soon as you think you figure it out, like one aspect of uh -huh. it, there's like some aspect of the whole case that you're like, well, that doesn't make sense with this theory, and that doesn't make sense with this theory. Um, and I don't the thing know. is, everybody who's tied to this case is so unreliable. That's true. Yeah, like you either had <laughs> well his drug dad addicts or re uh, religious cultish yeah. people. Like, 
Yeah, I don't I mean, know. They're, themselves are unreliable. <laughs> like, and like what? Yeah. You're having problems. And I feel bad for the girl because she's probably like so confused. Yeah, they both had mental but. health issues and um and the part that's so freaky is like when you have like footage well you have the footage of them in the house Mm. that already kind of looks a little bit suspicious scary and then you have the photo of the girl of of madison yeah yeah. in a hill that obviously she looks like uncomfortable kind of uncomfortable um and it's just i don't know it's very strange the more i learned about it i thought you would i would have a more because sometimes we come up when we talk about these cases like that's a really convincing theory but it just makes no sense all around yeah it's a weird one and like I said, like this was probably, I remember actually um, hearing about this case before they had found the bodies. So there was, a, uh, there oh, was really? another, yeah, because that's like how long ago that oh, I, because wow. they found the bodies in 2013. Yeah. So I was like, um, been, and it was only confirmed <laughs> I've been listening later. to true crime and stuff <laughs> for a really long time. But, um, but I remember there was a theory before they found the skeletal remains that they had actually fled to Mexico. There was this oh. whole theory that they had gone to Mexico for some reason trying to avoid something. Some oh. Once again, some illegal stuff they were in that someone they owed somebody money. Blah, Which blah, again blah. is still a very popular theory. So that they, they fled to Mexico and they even looked at the... Um, Which in a case, like, I would kind of believe that because when they explained how hard and how expansive the search was, because sometimes we've done cases that like, okay, obviously you didn't find the body in two to three days because you didn't look hard enough. Like it wasn't enough of an effort. But this was like a major effort. There's video footage of like horses going all around the, like hundreds of people. And for their bodies to be in the same wood, wooded area. And the thing is they found it, no, they found it like, yeah, it was, there was a gap of time. But considering they didn't find the bodies with all that, I'm like either the bodies weren't there and they were placed there afterwards or yeah I mean I, that's, I think that might be actually a little bit more possible yeah because that's but, the thing sometimes it's like maybe they were taken somewhere else killed and then brought back after the search um to the but why would you return them to the same place I don't know maybe because they knew the person knew it the area had already been searched so right. it's unlikely people are going to go back but and um then it's like oh we just missed it and then yeah, but it's like three people. You missed three people. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe at the time that people were searching for them, they were still alive somewhere. Maybe someone was holding them for something or I don't know. Like, it's oh. just strange. You just don't, you don't know. Like, but, um, and then they were killed. And then once again, because of like the time it was in two th- from 2009 to 2013 when their bodies were found, because there's like so much decay. You can't tell anything. You can't. You can't tell like, if they were they were killed they there, how they died. Like again, her pistols nowhere to be found. They obviously maybe the person took. Maybe whoever murdered them took the murder weapon. Oh, I'm assuming. I'm sure they yeah. probably did. There's no way, unless it was a group of people. There's no way that one person could take out three people, even a little girl. Like you have a grown man, who apparently a was woman, somewhat capable, and a little mentally girl, incapable. Yeah, like, but physically a grown capable. man. You're really gonna rely on like yeah, it's it's one against three. And I'm going to take all three of these people out. Like you have a child there. Like that man is not going to let anything happen to his family. Mm-hmm. He had to, the person had to have shot them. Like there's no way that he was like, I'm just going to kill you with my bare hands right now. Like the person had to have shot them. I don't, like hmm. there's no way that a mother and, and a again, father would it was, let anything happen yeah, to their kid. And like, since it, the bodies were found so late, it's it's hard to tell exactly how they died. Yeah. Some people think they were obviously the dead a very long time. It's not like they were mm-hmm. killed recently in 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they were. I was just saying like maybe they were alive. And then two or three weeks after then they actually they were killed and then moved. Right, like back they were missing. To, they were and then yeah, yeah. like got murdered. But, but yeah, that's really that's a weird it's that's a weird spooky. case. I'm never yeah. going to Oklahoma. It's really <laughs> weird. Um 
Stranger, stranger things have happened. And there's just in uh, not a stranger things. I'm so stranger things. Um, but yeah, it's just you could probably read dozens of theories as to what actually happened because people believe all sorts of outlandish. I'm sure things. there are stranger like, theories. If you, if you even got the vein of like, okay, is it a cult? Then there's so much evidence sure. backing. Oh my goodness, they were involved in this. They knew this. This friend got another call from another organization. Whatever it is, yeah. if you took the like train of oh it was drugs there's tons of evidence yeah. supporting that um but there's nothing obviously final that actually could yeah google one direction or another it's but a uh, weird one just don't go to oklahoma um <laughs> and there's like tons more info on this yeah I, I, i'm not as involved in true crime so then i find one i'm like oh my goodness my mind's blown that's but, a good one um, though it's a really that one's a thinker it's a, a thinker. thinker it's a, a thinker, thinker right there so many um but yeah it's, it's just really messy I only got a little scared. <laughs> that was, it's a, it's <laughs> a weird with the, one, with the haunted yeah. house and like them again wanting a new start and just so many problems and like the, I don't know if you knew about the guy who stayed with them. Yeah, I'd you know, heard that one, but I think I kind of was like not, not irrelevant. Connected. Yeah, not connected. But I could be wrong. I mean, ever or you know what? All these theories could be wrong, and it could be something completely different. You just don't know. I hope this case is solved, but ah, looking, I think looking like it's kind of bleak. Who knows? In fifty years. They might say, oh, someone came forward and said it was me or they found somebody or the connection, yeah. connect some connection. I don't know. Sometimes all it takes is like somebody connected to the person who did it, having a falling like, yeah. out with them and being like, you know, what? I'm going to turn you in, sir. I'm going to police and being like, you remember the Jameson hmm. family? <laughs> like sometimes it just takes somebody to be mad at somebody to hmm. correct case wide open. But well, uh, please do yeah. it for us. Please. So please do that. I'm very curious. Yeah. Maybe it'll be solved. Maybe it won't. But we'll see. Mm, good one. Cool. I knew you'd know it, but uh, I'm just glad it's we a picked good different one, ones. Yes, I'm glad we picked different ones too. <laughs> um, so the one I have happened in um, not recently. Actually, the 50th anniversary of this incident was back in November of 2021. So Ooh. it's been officially 50 years. And the FBI closed this case in 2016 because um, they were like, you know what? We're not going to solve I'm this. I'm so dead. Um, our Sad. resources, I think the, the FBI said our resources could be better used elsewhere on different cases. So this is D.B. Cooper. This was another one that I um, remember learning about when I was like in high school. Um, one of the, not one of the first true crime case conspiracy theories I learned about, but one that I was like, whoa, that was really weird kind of. And so D.B. So Cooper, have you heard of this nope. guy? Okay. This hey, one's a fun you, I one. I usually haven't heard anything. So <laughs> this, is a, this is a fun, this is a fun one. You'll like this one. So, okay. D.B. Cooper, actually, it's kind of funny. No one really knows how db cooper came to be but because this man gave the name dan cooper and so he thinks oh. that like people think that somehow b got thrown in there so they call they, his name or the person is now referred to as db cooper but the name of this person is dan cooper that's the name he gave so on the afternoon of november 24th 1971 a man calling himself Dan Cooper, mm. a.k.a. D.B. Cooper for whatever reason, used <laughs> cash to buy a one-way ticket on a flight from uh, Seattle or no, from Oregon bound for Seattle. So I think he okay. was in Portland, Oregon. He wanted to fly to Seattle. He paid in Not cash for a ticket. Not too far. Um, so multiple witnesses described Dan Cooper. This guy is pretty nondescript. Like he was just kind of like an average looking white guy. Um, mid to late 30. He was like, I think they said hmm. mid 30s to late 40s or maybe like 35 to 45 years old. Okay. Um, he was super quiet. He was wearing a business suit with a black tie and a white shirt. Uh, he got on the plane without incident, 
nothing was wrong. He ordered a bourbon and a soda while the flight was waiting to take off. Hmm. No, none of the stewardesses thought he was weird. He looked normal. I'm scared already. <laughs> it, it escalates very quickly. Okay, so a short time after 3 p.m., um, they were in the air. I think also oh, they had already lifted off. Yeah, they lifted okay. off. They're in the air. I think this is the point where like the it's stewardess. It's a short flight. It's a short flight. Yeah, it's only Portland to Seattle. Um, so it's only a few hours. And um, I think they're at the point where like where the stewardesses can kind of say like, okay, you can unbuckle your seatbelts, feel free okay. to move around the cabin, kind of like whatever. So um, a short time after 3 p.m. He waved a stewardess over and handed her a note that said he had a bomb in his briefcase and wanted her to sit with him. See, this escalated very quickly. Dude, I'm like, he didn't say anything. Already. He just said, like, sit down. Here's a note. She read it and was like, oh crap, my day got a lot worse. A, a, lo a little um, bit more difficult. There's a a little challenges. bit more difficult. So she sat down in the seat next to him. I guess the flight wasn't super full because there were seats next to him. Um, and uh, she sat there and cooper showed her in his briefcase that he had on i'm the so dead hey guys so he this is in the 1970s so 9-11 hasn't happened yet so you can just bring whatever suitcase you want with a freaking bomb I'm in it so, dead. so um he showed her a glimpse of a massive wires in the suitcase oh okay and okay. red colored sticks so was it a bomb was it not a bomb mm -hmm. not sure but I'm willing this to bet the stewardess wasn't going to take the chance yeah. to be like, you're bluffing. So she was like, okay, that's, okay. let's assume that's a bomb. Let's assume the worst. Um, then he demanded like the stewardess write down what I'm about to tell you. And she was like, okay. So, <laughs> She's like, I will listen. So she wrote down what he told her. She went to the captain of the plane, the, the pilot. And the note said that he is demanding four parachutes. Okay. And $200,000 in $20 bills. Which is about $1.2 million today, about. Or probably more, because I think it was $1.2 billion in the early 2000s and like inflation. Thoughts so far? <laughs> um, like before the flight lands, so like I'm confused. He, he decided see. to make he, he decided to make a big fuss when like you're in a plane, dog. Yes, you're in and a plane. And four parachutes. He wants four parachutes and he wants he wants two hundred plans thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills specifically. Not hundreds, not fifties, not ones. He wants I hope twenty dollars. Into bills. his men mental um state. I honestly this case is, is like very interesting to me. Okay. It's the only unsolved obviously it's unsolved because we're doing like conspiracy theories. It's the only unsolved aviation they said huh. only unsolved aviation true crime case huh. in america at least interesting yeah wow i am already i'm feeling so bad for everybody right now yeah that has to do with this man so, <laughs> db cooper or well dan cooper i don't know where b came from so when the flight landed in seattle oh, as so planned landed. as okay. planned okay he was willing to wait so he was like i have, have a bomb so but why it's you fine parachutes? i want four parachutes obviously when they landed he was like i want uh, i have a bomb lol <laughs> I, lol guys I'll i have a bomb. i, uh, I also, want two hundred thousand dollars this guy and four I don't know. parachutes it sucks i'm like Go blow yourself up then. Or he kept everybody on the plane. Is that... We'll get there. Okay. 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 I love how I'm, so, already, I'm really trying to get ahead. I'm like, so, you make yes, no sense. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't but, really make sense. If I was a student, I'd be like, I didn't sign up for this. Okay. So <laughs> the flight landed in Seattle as planned. Okay. The, he, he kept the 36 passengers on the plane when the plane landed. He was okay. like, they're not going to get off until I get what I want. So he exchanged them. What's this... For your the mental, listen, your, your, it's wilder. You're not prepared because, for what is going to happen. What is your plan? You're going to ask for safe passage. No, no, no. When I tell you this doesn't make any 
freaking almost got to get the money. You have four parachutes. I would have thought like, okay, you're gonna like, me, I'm gonna go jump off this. Plane. You're gonna need a change of pants after this, <laughs> okay? Because it gets you're gonna you're gonna be angry because you're like, this doesn't make any. You're already like, it doesn't I'm make sense. Bothered. It's not gonna make sense. It's gonna like what are, tickle what you. Do? Listen, okay. So, <laughs> and people who know this are probably like, oh my god, just wait. Okay, so this stupid little goblin of a man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> literally. Like this, like horrible human being, is like give me the money. <laughs> and the um, okay, it's okay to laugh. No one gets hurt. Well, okay, so <laughs> so the thirty six passengers leave. That he lets them go because they give him twenty thousand dollars in or twenty two hundred thousand. Sorry, two hundred thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills. bills and the parachutes in four parachutes. Yes, so he lets them go. And they catch the, the thirty six pat. No, the thirty six pat. No, 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 no. The, oh, the camera said the camera said no. It was too much. The thirty six passengers are allowed to leave. So he's still on the plane. So he he kept the crew members on the plane that just landed in Seattle. And he told them to take off again because he still has the bomb. <laughs> so he was like, he's like, set course for Mexico City. I want to go to Mexico City. And so they were like, oh, freaking K, we'll do that. <laughs> so he's but got his money. It's just him and the crew. Yeah, okay. just him and the crew. I don't know if he left. I think he let some of the stewardesses off because like he didn't need a Coke and rum or whatever he ordered before. He was okay. like, I don't I'm need good. you. Um, but he, he was like, fly to Mexico City. So they're like, okay, sir. So the plane, per his instructions, this is his instructions. How is this unsolved? I Right now I'm like, how is this unsolved? You'll see why. If he blew up the plane, no, 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 he blew no, no, up the no. plane. If he landed somewhere and the plane was never found. You're not going to guess how this ends. How this whole incident? You're never gonna. Well, you might. They guess. dropped him off in Mexico. City, no, no, no. Never no. Found okay. again. So, per his instructions, he wanted the plane to fly under ten thousand feet, which I I don't know how high planes me. usually pl- what do you fly. Care, but dog? he wants it to fly under ten thousand feet at a speed slower than two hundred knots. So he's very specific, and he's like, "I want this is how it's going to go." Okay, so he's like chilling. They're how going to Mexico City. Smart, be this stupid. Okay, you'll see. Okay. Um, around eight p.m. They're between Seattle and Reno, Nevada. So they're nowhere near Mexico City where he wanted to go. Okay. Um, they're still – so, yeah. Okay. Between Seattle and Nevada around 8 p.m., all of a sudden, he lowers the rear steps of the plane and jumped with the parachute and the ransom money. He jumped out of the plane. Nowhere near where he said he wanted to go. And he disappeared. And they never found him again. They never found this man. So <laughs> – I have theories and suspects and stuff. We'll go through it. But that is the incident. So he landed in America. He was in Seattle. Yeah. Somewhere over Seattle. Where he ended up. Somewhere over Seattle. He jumped out of this plane with the parachute and the money. And I guess the bomb. I don't know what happened in the suitcase that he allegedly had a bomb in. I'm not sure what happened to that. If he took that with him as well. But the suitcase of money, he just. And they, and they, so in America, they never found this man. Yes. He gave a false name obviously okay i like how you're I'm like i to- think he gave a false name yes his name but- is not dan cooper db cooper db db um okay so I don't, like, I don't like it so he literally jumped out of this plane and they were like i okay i guess that's it and they went back so and they they're like i had plane back and day. they were like such a good day. dude this guy just like this, he, he jumped, jumped he jumped off like above around reno and they, i don't think they were they were almost above reno i think they were still in um washington state okay i like how he i like how he asked for four parachutes. Yeah, I don't like, know why. He was like, give me four. Plan. In case the one you give me is not good. What was he going to do? Come three. back and get the other one? Yeah. <laughs> After jumping out? That one didn't he work. He probably I mean, jumped with all four of them. I don't know. It doesn't Something. say. But he he jumped with at least one parachute. Maybe he died. Maybe that's why they didn't find him. Okay, so Splatter let's get into this. So, After this money, whole thing is, is, is done and over, 
Oh, that was what was that? That was scary. Um, so okay, it was initially believed that this guy DB Cooper, Cooper, whatever, knew the area just because, like, why would you jump out of a plane yeah. in an area you don't you don't yeah, know? Be lost. Um, and they also think that he possibly had a military background because he had knowledge yeah. of like well, aviation to, yeah. and stuff like that. So they thought maybe he was possibly like a paratrooper. Um, with like the air force or something. Cause he had knowledge of parachutes. He knew what to ask for. He knew to lower the rear steps of the plane. He knew like only fly 200 knots under 10,000 feet. Like he seemed to have How knowledge to of be this. able to like to, get out, to execute this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he saw this crack in the system. This makes me like really crack up a little bit later. The FBI came back and said, you know, that's probably not a good theory that he had extensive background in aviation maybe he had like an overview but he probably wasn't a paratrooper because when he jumped out of the plane with the parachute he obviously didn't realize how they word it um he the jump they say the jump was too dangerous and an experienced paratrooper or skydiver would have known that because he failed to notice that his reserve parachute was sewn shut for use in training so the parachute wouldn't have opened it was sewn shut because it was a new parachute so this man died so, so the parachute that he was, <laughs> wait, 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 so the, par- so the parachute, because they were like, he's experienced, and then they were like, but not that experienced. So the parachute, so, wait, so the parachute he, he used to jump off the plane never opened. Presumably not. They didn't see him, I don't know enough about parachutes or skydiving and stuff, but uh, presumably, like, parachutes come sewn shut, and you have to, like, open them in order to, like. So he asked for four, but he only. Picked one of that one. I'm so assuming, shut. yeah, because they were used for training, and so you he have is, to. Unless they didn't see him right. open this or I cut the like ties, or the stewardess or whoever the crew saw, like, yeah. okay, well, you obviously don't know that you're about to die right now. Like they saw him jump out, but I guarantee they're not all looking at him what he's doing every second right. of this flight that they're flying over Reno right. or whatever. So, like, I'm assuming that you know, just because they didn't see him undo the parachute, however you have to do in order for it to work, doesn't mean he didn't do it. You know, so I don't yeah. know, but that's what they're like. Well, it was a really dangerous jump because one, it was a training parachute and nobody saw him like do the thing in order to make right. it open. So that's one thing. Um, so, and also they go into this later, but they also were like, it was also a really dangerous area to jump over. Like it was a very rugged terrain. Like you're in the Pacific Northwest. Like it's not like. You should have waited a little longer. So they're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's a really dangerous area to do this. To land in. In November in the Pacific Northwest, it's cold mm-hmm. and it's super rugged. There's obviously the Rocky Mountains are humongous. Like mm-hmm. it's just a really bad area to mm-hmm. land in. So that's the other thing. But um, so there were 800 suspects that were looked at in the first five years. All of them were pretty much eliminated. Like they not, they could not find out who this guy was. Wow. Um, some were ruled out on the basis of DNA. But why are they looking for people if they think that maybe he died? Did, did, did they well, I think they, they saw splattered bodies. Yeah, I think they money? were. They looked at the area where he should have landed, and they were like, "Nothing's here." Hmm. Like, j- you know. And so, um, so a lot of these people were ruled out on the basis of DNA because they did recover DNA from the tie that Cooper took off before he jumped out of the plane. Oh, really? So he took his tie off because that was like constricting, I suppose. <laughs> He's wearing a whole suit, but he's like, this tie, I can't. Too much. I can't concentrate on the parachute. <laughs> so open this parachute. That's not going to open. Um, okay, so there was two suspects that they actually were like, maybe these people. The first one was a guy named Richard Floyd McCoy, and he was arrested for a similar crime several months um, later where he hijacked a plane or something. So they were like, hmm. No, he was just inspired. He was That's inspired. He was a copy. It was like what yeah. they call it with like serial killer. He's a copycat killer. Yeah. So um, 
he was eliminated though because he didn't match the descriptions provided by the two flight attendants yeah. because they were like, no, this he doesn't look like this yeah. guy. And they had they had sketches of this guy. Huh. So you can look up sketches of D.B. Cooper. Um and he, he looks like a nondescript white guy. Like mm. you just, he's like, it could, right. it could be anybody kind of, but they know who it definitely wasn't. And obviously this guy did, Richard Floyd, McCoy did not fit that. Um, McCoy was well, later. Also the DNA didn't match if you don't get a DNA match. Yeah, I don't know at the time when they were. Oh, um, that was. If that, I, I don't, I think the DNA okay. they used later, but I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if they compared McCoy's DNA to this, to this, uh, to D.B. Cooper's DNA. But while serving sentence, McCoy uh, was killed in a shootout with law enforcement because he was serving a sentence for this plane incident a, the other plane incident that he hijacked a plane or something and he used a fake gun and uh, they thought it was a real one so they shot him and killed him so you'll never know if he had any involvement in it or not so he's dead um the other guy yeah. this guy's a trip his name is uh rover rackstraw and Dude, uh his name. <laughs> it's he was born rover rackstraw Ro- yeah rover Rack- rackstraw he was born in columbus ohio in 1943 um he dropped out of high school he became a u.s army paratrooper so, you know, and an explosive expert uh, during the Vietnam War. So he was very decorated in the Vietnam War. Wow. Um, however, he was kicked out of the military in 1971. So the same year that this happened, the B. Cooper incident happened in 1971. He was kicked out of the military because of like behavioral incidents. And also mm-hmm. he lied about graduating high school to the military. He never graduated. He dropped out. Um, so uh, this guy, Rackstraw, Seemed to consistently escape the grasp of the law, is what the FBI I'm said. Um, he was colorful. charged. So he was charged. Yeah, very colorful. The FBI is like this idiot. So <laughs> he was charged with actually murdering his stepfather. His stepfather? This is an aggressive person. Yeah. He was charged with murdering his stepfather, but he was acquitted, which is like which- insane in my life. And he said, <laughs> this guy's very cheeky. He said, I was acquitted of everything as I recall. Um, like he just was like every dude a Thomas thing, moment. He's a like, little bit. I'm, I don't care anymore. Everything that they tried to slam <laughs> this guy with, he was like, no, like I always got off, like you know, whatever. And um, um, wow, he told that to the Washington Post, like whatever. So in 1978, he was charged and con- he was actually convicted this time of stealing a plane and forging checks. He spent two years in prison for this, which I'm like, that seems very short, but that's okay. Like I could steal a plane and be out before I'm 30. <laughs> I like it. Let's do that. Not that I'm going to do that, but you know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to DB Cooper this thing. <laughs> Just jump out. Um, okay. Take off the tie. So <laughs> take off the tie. So Rackstraw was uh, dismissed as a suspect usually because he was believed to have been too young. At the time when this happened oh, in 1971, the, mm-hmm. he was only 28 years old. And all the witnesses said this guy looked to be like 35 to 45 years old. This guy, dude, Mr. Cooper did. Yeah. So uh, years later, this case gained more traction because it went cold. Like no one knew what right. happened to this guy. When a uh, filmmaker uh, named Tom Colbert um, and an investigative team started looking into this again with the FBI. So he gathered enough information to make the case that it was Rackstraw behind the hijacking. Hi- hijacking. Hijacking. Uh-huh. Um, and they released a miniseries about it, whatever, that aired on the History Channel. Um, and this guy argued that it had to be Rackstraw because he had the experience from like the military and he was right. uh, a paratrooper and stuff. And he did not care about any legal issues. He's like, yeah, I'll steal. He did steal a plan- plane and he's like, I'll steal a plane again. Like a long mm. Um, and he'd worked with explosive explosives. So like having the bomb right. would make sense. Um, he also had a very, like, bore a really striking resemblance to the sketches that were made from the eyewitness account. So he kind of looked like D.B. Cooper a little bit. And if you look at them side by side, it it is pretty, like, it convincing. does, it is pretty convincing. Like, huh. it's pretty convincing. Um, apparently, Colbert's team, the guy who made this film, also obtained two letters in which uh, he wrote 
in which D.B. Cooper apparently wrote a series of codes. They got these letters from I don't know where. So this is kind of like, mm. but according to the man who broke the codes, who was uh, a code breaker during the Vietnam War. So mm-hmm. he's like legit. Um, his name was Rick Sherwood. One letter allegedly says, quote, and please tell the lackey cops D.B. Cooper is not my real name. I am first Lieutenant Robert Rackstraw. D.B. Cooper is not my real name. So like people were like, well, that's pretty blatant. Yeah. Like I am Robert Rover, whatever his name is, Rackstraw. Um, so they were like, oh, well then, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Must Colbert, who is, yeah, is in charge of this documentary, says Rackstraw is a narcissistic sociopath who never thought he would be caught. He was trying to prove that he was smarter than everyone else, but he couldn't fight 1,500 years of brain power um, on our team. We beat him. Which I'm like, okay, you didn't because he was never arrested for yeah. this, but that's okay. Um, however, he was, Rackstraw was like, obviously, he was out of prison. Like, he was just living his life during this whole thing. And he was like, approached about this. And he, <laughs> someone asked like, what do you think about all of this? Like, what do you say about all these allegations coming against right. you? And he said with a smile, I'm afraid of heights. That's all he had to say. How cheeky. So he's very wow. like coy. Wow. Um. And then, uh, but he had also, Rackshaw had also claimed to be D.B. Cooper on several news programs before, but then recanted his statements and was like, no, I was just kidding. And um, okay. I'm so tired and so when people were like, well, why would you say that if it's not true? And he says, quote, the problem is I just don't remember a lot of it. So it's like, what are you talking about? You don't remember a lot of what? The incident? The time in 1970s? How about you stealing a plane? Like, about you stealing a plane? Yeah. And he's like, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. If I did that or not. <laughs> um, um, so I like it. <laughs> that That's the whole thing. He died in, in 2019 from a heart condition. Wow. Um, Ain't no information come from that? No bedside confessions? Nope. Yep. He didn't say anything like, this is my deathbed confession. This is my, I'm going to tell you it was actually me or it wasn't me. He didn't say anything. He just What died. a traumatizing day of work for those people. <laughs> I feel like I'm never <laughs> getting on a plane again. So that's that's D.B. Cooper. A lot of people think um, he did not survive. Um because he was not um, dressed for the he was dressed in a business suit and a trench coat and he's landing right. and like he's not dressed for the weather. So if he didn't die from the land itself, he probably died of exposure elements. and the elements. Um he also jumped at the altitude that he jumped at. The winds were more than 200 miles per hour. Like you don't just jump out of a plane and fall straight down. Yeah. You're like blasted away into another <laughs> universe. So um and also that because of the winds, 200 miles per hour, the parachute even if it did open would not be able to be steered. So like who knows right. where he actually landed. Um there was a break in the case in 1980, and this is actually kind of funny and also goes to your theory that you think he's dead. Yeah. Um, investigators received a break in 1980. A boy found a decaying package containing $5,800, and it was buried along the Columbia River north of Portland. The serial numbers of the money, all of which were $20 bills, did match those of the ransom. So wait, it was. Wait, so, so one more time. Wait. Yeah. They found how much? $5,800 out of the 200000 it could have, like, some of the money could have gone flying out or something. Yeah, and it was the same money. What, but it was found next to a decaying... Uh, it, no, it was, it was just... It was decaying package. He it let was, go. He it let was go. Uh, buried along the Columbia River. So... But it was only $5,800 um, out of the 200000 But that... Because of that serial number, it was that It was same. the money. The serial numbers... It says the serial numbers of the money, which were all $20 bills, matched those of the ransom money. Because each, each thing of money obviously has a right. unique serial. Yeah. It's almost like a... Social security so, number. So um, they did an extensive search of that area along the Columbia River, and they did not find anything else. And the FBI closed the case in 2016 because they were like, we can put our resources in better places. And this is – so the case is technically closed even though it's unsolved. And that's the last thing they found in 1980 was the money. That's the only thing they found connecting anything to – so a lot of people think Rackstraw was D.B. Cooper. Um, 
I don't know. I I just I don't know. I in my mind, I'm like maybe, but at the same time, there's no way this man like survived. I don't think he survived. When he jumped off the plane, what he had the bag of money like on him. It didn't. Say, it just said he had the parachute, which I'm assuming yeah. was strapped to your. I don't know how parachutes were made in the 1970s. Um, and then he had the suitcase of money. He took his tie off, but he still had his coat on. And he just like jumped out of the plane and they were like, I thought we were going to Mexico City. And he was I'm so like, dead. I'm going to get off here. <laughs> I like it. So uh, he's a character. Yeah. I have to admit, he's a character. And um, I don't know. I think he, I don't the, think The money being found is like super funny to me. Yeah, um, but they only found $5,800 out of 200000 Yeah, but that, I don't know. I'd have to look at, like if the bag was open, maybe some of the money flew out or. Well, I think it was in like a briefcase. So, so it, it was all twenty dollar bills and yeah. like yeah. And- but considering the winds were like two hundred miles, he, an he's hour. a jokester. You know what he did? He's a While jokester. He was like dude. almost about to die. He opened the briefcase, let a little bit of money come out, closed it back in. You think in midair he was like, "Let me open this really fast and then close it." The way he went about everything else, one hundred percent. I think so. That's DB Cooper. No one knows. So you think it's this guy? Um, I don't know. I think he died. I don't think he could have survived that fall. But you thought, you know. Maybe the, the guy was like, but I'll take credit for it, though. Well, yeah. My thing is, I'm like, if it was Rackstraw, he seems like the kind of, like, narcissistic sociopath that on his deathbed, he'd be like, and it was me, just to get, like, the last attention. But he didn't, he didn't say anything like that. True, true, so true. he was hey, cheeky about, about his it. adventures. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he couldn't remember. He was cheeky about it through his whole life. But I think he just liked the attention. But he wasn't going to admit to it because he's like, I don't want to go to court over this. I'm just going to be cheeky about it. So I don't think it was him. I think this D.B. Cooper guy, guy, whoever it was, I think he died. You were smart, but not smart enough. Yeah. People were like, the FBI was like, wow, he has like paratrooper knowledge. And then he was like, they were like, but maybe not because he, he got this idiot yeah, got like, a parachute that didn't. The four parachutes still takes me out. I don't know why I he love asked how for he asked for four and you got the one that you didn't even know how to use. So it's good. Well, I mean, like if I was the person providing the, the parachutes, I'd be like, I'm not going to tell this idiot how yeah. to use it. Like, dude. Go ahead Screw and you! Die. Yeah, jump out of the plane with this with this parachute <laughs> that's parachute. not going to open. Like, uh, also if you're at, dude, if you're risking your life jumping out of a plane, I'm assuming you know how to use a parachute, but obviously maybe not. Wow. Yeah. So that one really cracks me up. DB Cooper. DB Cooper. The name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel so much more knowledgeable. I feel and, good about um, it. Um, once again, I just go back to like just how that whole like thing went down. I can't. I him just being like, sit down sit here. Down I'm here. gonna write a, a note, note and give it to the pilot. I'm wrong. like, obviously he. I don't know. He went about it in such a very like calm. I don't care like way. He didn't have a gun. He didn't. He was just like, I well, he didn't need a gun. He had a bomb. But he's just like. <laughs> but it's not like he was like, all right, everybody stay where. He was just like, he he didn't tell any of the passengers. I don't even know if the other passengers were aware that like this was happening because he wrote no it's like he said it out loud he wrote it down and told the stewardess like go tell the pilot no because he didn't need all that extra like drama yeah he's like i don't want everybody in my business i just wanted two hundred thousand dollars in the four parachutes when we land in seattle he's a model model uh model guy you know just good good guy so that's yeah that's all i got it's db cooper dude every time we do another case i'm just like (laughs) How is like this real life? How is this um, real life? But it's okay. It's like Balloon Boy. Hmm. Hmm. That's yep. That's all I got. So that's that's our D. cases. D. Cooper. Any other closing statements you'd like to make about either of these cases? What have you got to say about these conspiracy theories on these true crime cases? Don't do drugs. Okay. Good. <laughs> Don't do drugs. And uh, you and I have to join the police force. 
so we can actually it would just <laughs> it would not yeah. go well i'm gonna i'm gonna call fbi hotline and, and be, be like, like by the way i've solved the db cooper case, case so you might want to open it yeah he um, died you idiot hang up yeah i'm I sure think, like uh, the 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 I don't know. I also think a really good question. I'm like, depending on how far you fall, hasn't anybody like asked the question, does your body blow up? Like would have like blown up into different pieces? Well, yeah, it's like your body the should be there. would stay the same. Like I feel like I, cause I'm, a, I think they searched like the, the area like, or around the area where they think he would have landed. But once again, it's hard when you're flying that fast and someone falls uh, between Seattle and Reno. It's like, well, that's where I mean, he jumped out. Pummeled, but I'm like, so maybe he just like well, it's exploded. Like, well, it's kind of like, well, yeah, that's where he jumped out at. But like, he's not going to land directly yeah. underneath yeah. where he jumped. Well, the he could be, stuff, it could be, it could be anywhere, yeah. like in this area. So it's just, you know. People, but if you had found the money somewhere that I'm thinking. But people do think he, some people do think he survived. And obviously it's this Rackstraw guy or other people think uh, Robert or Rover, whatever his name is, Rackstraw guy. And then other people think that he just like died. But I'm like, but there was no, they didn't find any remains around the area where they found the money. I don't know. It's just this guy, this random guy, hijacked a plane, got two hundred thousand dollars to make sure he already was like he was like I'm gonna get away with this, and then just disappeared. And the FBI is like, well, in 2016 they were like, it's been Um, forty some years, yeah. So the 50th anniversary of that of November 1971 happened in November 2021. So it's been 50 years, and they don't know who this DB Cooper guy is, but he's probably dead. So if he did survive, it's okay. Yeah. No one was harmed. No. Not the other unless died might have been him. So. Yeah, the only person who was harmed was DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> but he had an adventure of a lifetime. Um, that's really funny to me. Yeah. And it's kind of cheeky, although again, maybe the people who experience that are traumatized to this day. I'm sure they are. But um no one died. No, no one died, no one was hurt. It's so. just uh that's really he, I don't know. He had like a, a bug up his ass or something. <laughs> he was just Dude, like, it's okay. We're done. <laughs> he was just kind of like, I just, I feel like I, I really need to, I, to jump I out of a need. plane with $200,000 right now. He James like, Bonded it. I would really it. like feel so much more live if I did that. Yeah. Um, 006 did. <laughs> so he just had something in him that day that told him I need to jump out of a plane ASAP. Like, <laughs> please land. When you land this plane... I need a parachute. Fly back up. <laughs> so I can jump. Someone, okay, a theory is, I didn't even bother putting this in, but I'm I remember so it. Dead. One, of, one of the theories is that like, he was like a thrill seeker and just went to this, some random guy was like, I want to try this. Or he's like, like, I'm going to die, but I want to have fun doing it. Yeah. So people think and maybe he, he was like anybody. an adrenaline junkie and he was just like, he didn't actually have a bomb that it was just like a mess of wires and stuff that they, that. And it wasn't even like yeah, that people, the everyday citizen wouldn't know if it's a bomb or not. So he was just like, let me just. But then, stuff if a that's bunch the of- case, well, again, yeah. well, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm did like, he jump out money. of with the bomb too? I, it's weird. I don't know. So, or was it's it a real good. bomb? I don't know. But anyways, people think that this guy was just some random, average, middle class guy. I'm DB Cooper. You're DB Cooper. Yeah, you look like him. Mm-hmm. I'm so tickled, but it's okay. I'm gonna process that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just don't do those things. Don't do drugs. <clears throat> if you're gonna jump out of a plane, please do it right. Just, just have a good parachute. Have a good parachute if you're gonna jump out of a plane. And honestly, get ready for more true crime because that's what we have coming up. Apparently, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Oh yeah, the book. We do the book. Millie book. thought. Okay. 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 We'll have the conversation when we okay, get you're there. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Next week or 
two weeks. I don't know what's happening. All right. That's it. Follow <laughs> us thing. on yeah. underscore at underscore changebreakers on Instagram and review us on Apple Podcasts. And tell us what you think about D.B. Cooper and the Jameson family. I'd like to know. Maybe the Jameson family is D.B. Cooper. Just, you know, if you are D.B. Cooper, come forward. We'll interview you for a podcast. He's probably like you 95 didn't harm anybody. now. But yeah, but you didn't harm anybody, so. Yeah. No, no, like, nobody was harmed in the making of this okay. hijacking. We won't tell. <clears throat> We won't tell anybody. We'll yeah. release it after you're dead. Yeah, we won't. We won't tell anybody if you tell us. We're really trustworthy people. So anyway, that's all we got. All right. Oh, oh. see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was. Fun. I actually like that one. I preferred that one. The last one. Yeah. <laughs>